Ned Kelly, Kylie Minogue, Crocodile Dundee, Scott Robinson, Alf Stewart, Harry Kuehl, Crocodiles. Mark, Mark Philippousis. Mark Philippousis. John Howard. El McPherson. Rupert Murdoch. Toadfish. Toadfish. Your boys took one hell of a beating. Also, there aren't really that many famous Australians that came to mind just then. Steve Irwin. Oh, yeah. Poor old Steve. R.I.P. Hugh Chapman, Russell Crowe, Mel Gibson. Heath Heath Ledger. Yeah, you're running into Aussies that are as Aussie as Jay Ajayi is British. (laughs) Oh, which leads us on to the the Venn diagram, Adam. Perhaps you'd explain that. Uh, Yeah, this is, uh, if you didn't know... I'm Adam, that was Russ, Dougie's here as well. Um, we are the Long Lead Podcast. We are the intersection of the Venn diagram between rugby and American football. That really doesn't work. But that's who we are, rather than what we're doing. Well, um, we're 66% we're... American football, 66% rugby. And 100% cricket. Yes, yeah. that's, that's probably what matters. Um, 200% nonsense. <laughs> at least, although my OCD has an issue with anything that goes above 100%. Yeah, we gave it 110%, boys. You know, no, you didn't. You didn't. Um, anyway, that's a bit of a, a sidetrack. We should, we should celebrate the fact that England are going to play New Zealand in a, a World Cup final at Lords. Although that, that literally couldn't have ended up any better, could it? Which just screams that we're going to get beat. <laughs> yeah, oh, we, that... We're going to get fisted, no doubt. When... Trent Bolt whips two wickets out in the first over and suddenly Owen Morgan's coming in and you get a barrage of bounces from Ferguson at the other end, then that'll be it. I don't think there's been a decent Cricket World Cup final that I can remember. No. I mean, the last one wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. But anyway, and it was, it featured Australia winning, which de facto makes it shit. No, that was an arsing, the last one. I think um, yeah, McCullum was out in the first over. And I got up at 3 a.m. to watch it and then all hope evaporated quickly. But this this might be different. Um, if it's anything like today, we are in for a treat. Well, the last time we spoke, Adam, it was pre-Saturday's uh, matches with Australia and South Africa and uh, India and Sri Lanka, wasn't it? So we didn't know who we were going to be playing in the semi-final. Um, we didn't. Everyone seemed to assume it was going to be India. Uh, as did most of the Indians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> News. <laughs> Have you seen Michael Vaughan on Twitter going after the Indians? He got blocked by Sandre Manjaka. Yeah, I saw that. What? What's it? Yeah, like, he was just calling Jadeja a bits and pieces player. Bits, p- bits and pieces player. Which set yeah. him up for a beginning. Uh, Jadeja has got the most arrogant face I've ever seen. Interesting. What? what you know, you've got, you got Ward, any basis right? on that? Well, Russ, you know how I don't like Josh Bassett's face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. I just don't like his face. <laughs> it just, It just screams, I'm better than you. Yeah. 
Perhaps, perhaps. But he, I mean, he's, he's a decent cricketer, I'll give him that much. And I, you know, I'm a little bit of a loss to see why India haven't played him a little bit more in this competition. But watching uh, some of that semi-final as I did and Ross Taylor getting lambasted for scratching his way to 68 or 75 or whatever it was um, when they resumed. It just goes to show, a bit like that Angelo Matthews in innings against England, you you know, you know can't judge an innings until both teams have had a little crack at it. You know what I've got a lot of time for? Oh, go on. People from the subcontinent with British names. <laughs> right. R- Russell Arnold. R- Russell Arnold. Yeah. Um, Angelo Matthews. Great, great Amy LeBroy. Harris Zahail. Harris. Lakshman Shivaramakrishnan. Yeah. <laughs> Tilika Ratney Dilshan. Give us a hand, Tilika Ratney. Or Nicola Saria, Patabadiga, Usantha, Joseph, Chaminda Vass. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> did, talk, talking of pronunciations then, Doug, did you have the opportunity to listen to it or watch any of those YouTube videos I sent you about the 12th man? No, mate. Mate, if you ever get the chance, there is a sketch on that, the 12th man, and I've listened to it so many times, is the old Channel 9 news team. For those of you that haven't listened to it, I implore you to go on and search YouTube for uh, the 12th man. Guy called Australian comedian. You know, I know that's a bit of an oxymoron, but Jim Jeffries is quite funny. Um, a guy called Billy Birmingham, who spent most of the 90s doing a parody of the Channel 9. I think it's Channel um, 9, is it? Hold that thought, Russ. I have got in the cupboard a 12th man mug that plays bits of commentary when you put it down and pick it up. I've forgotten Amazing. I had this. Amazing. I, th- I think it would be 10 seconds well spent for me to get said mug. Hold on. Let's go back to talking about how uh, Ravage of uh, Deja's face is quite offensive to me. We, we can do. That, that's which, of the, which of the Indian cricket team has got the most offensive uh, face? <laughs> which of the... <laughs> Oh my god! This is, this is some quite dangerous ground. Which of the Indian cricket team has the most defensive face? I, I'm not a big fan of um, Bumrah, if I'm honest. Well, uh, he bowls no, off the wrong leg what, to start what, with. Yeah, but also I can't think of Bumrah without thinking about Mumrah. Mumrah. Yeah, yeah, it always makes me chuckle. Um, <laughs> Effort that really I think I think we should save some of those for uh, for England Australia a bit later. But anyway, they um, do a sketch. Yeah, just going back going back to India. <laughs> um, we we haven't jumped around at all in this no, opening. No, I just want to, I want to discuss um, India because this whole tournament's geared around keeping India happy. They didn't play a game until everyone else had played seven or eight games. I don't think that they. Um, and then they started out with all their easy games just to get them off and running. Yeah. Uh, so did you notice that they started off with the their easier games? Then they had a block of difficult games kind of in the middle um, and then finished with uh, two easy games. Bangladesh, well, relatively easy games in Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. And, um, and all their supporters got all of the tickets for the entire tournament. Yeah, right. Um, 
Well, they're probably the only supporters that wanted them, to be fair. Yeah, I think, and as to be fair, Dave Richardson has explained, um, and yeah, numbers, when you, you have a ticket ballot and you've got a billion supporters, I've made, made that number up, but then you're probably going to get most of the tickets. Yeah. Uh, what, I, what I wanted to talk about with India, though, was the behaviour of Virat Kohli towards umpires. Because I don't think enough is made of how much of a shithouse he is, to be honest. I think he gets a pass because he's, you know, this sort of transcendent cricketer. He's the leader of the free world, isn't he? Yeah, well, I, I think it's hard for casual cricket fans to know just how much the whole sport is tilted in favour of India. You know, they they had that run where they played, what, seven or eight test series at home yeah. to get to the top of the test rankings. Um, I and, and the way he appeals and the way he gets in the face of the umpires, I think I, think I put it on our WhatsApp group, didn't I? Could you imagine if it was Ben Stokes appealing like that or... You know, Warner. I'm sure. I'm sure Ben Stokes has appealed like that before. Do you remember? Well, obviously, when he got involved with Robard at that time, and that was like something and nothing, literally. And he was. They were both reprimanded. But you see the way Virat Kohli acts, and it's you know, it's just par for the course, isn't it? The thing, the thing that's got got me in this World Cup is the the sour grapes from him. After you know the the interviews afterwards, he moaned about the the short boundary at Edgbaston, as if England had the short boundary and yeah. India didn't. Yeah, they shifted in the I'm in pretty the sure they used the same pitch when both teams batted. Um and well there was there was another one the other, I I forget exactly what it was. It was something equally ridiculous. Oh he was moaning about the format of the World Cup after losing in the semi final. I don't quite know what point he was making. But just just be you know if you've you've lost a cricket match, just act with dignity and be sporting about it. Like he's oh, not expecting to lose like, sure, he's not expecting I'm, to lose. But... No, no, but no. What I mean is, not expecting to lose in a way that not because he's got a very good team and he's a you know a very good player, but in a way that the ICC or whoever have set it up that India will win, and and he's in on some kind of mass conspiracy that says, oh well, it doesn't matter what happens in the game because we'll actually end up winning anyway, forgetting that there are other teams that are actually coming out to beat them. Yeah. Derek Coley is a prick. I, I agree. And and that India team, uh, I mean, uh, they're finally putting Dhoni out to pasture, aren't they? Yeah, and they, he, his he's positions are terrible, He's arguably what cost them. I mean, he... Yeah, the, the man's you know, a legend of the game. He's done, he's done everything. Um, but his batting in both the England game, which was... Uh, some weird things going on there, but they were, they were they were they were batting for run rate very sooner before the game had gone. Let's be honest. Um, and then that chase, he totally misjudged you know, to the point where you know, if he he's you know, you're constantly hearing on commentary how he's the man for that kind of situation. He's he's the man to rescue rescue them, bring them home when they've lost a, f- a few wickets. Um, and he just he get he left them too much to do, and then suddenly he's out, Jadeja's out, and that's it. Yeah, I 
they, they obviously have some very talented players. I, I'm not sure half of them are as good. I mean, the commentary is so... Whenever India are playing, it's so India-centric that, you know, you, you're led to believe that these yeah. the, 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 is basically 12... They've got 12 Bradmans in India shirts on the field, you know, when they're batting. And I, 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 I get that. The num- numbers talk. You know, the, the audience, the TV audience is going to be mostly India. Um, and yes, they're, they're going to pander to that. Um, but I mean, not ignoring the commentary for a second. You know, they, they ballsed up that chase. Yeah, of, course they're a, of course, they're a fantastic team. They've got some hugely talented players, but. Yeah, they they lost, <laughs> and whether they expected it, whether the the Indian commentators at the game expected it, is neither here nor there. Do you, do you think the rain? Well, I mean, obviously it helped New Zealand, but I get the feeling had that rain not have come, they played that day, then India would have won because they were so far on top. Well, I, I don't know because because when the when it actually started to rain on the first first day, I love the fact that. There were two. It was a two-day international. Um, Maybe we should propose that as a new it. format. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm but, all for the extra day's work, and, and it, a fifty overs a day is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> when, at the point where it started raining, it was New Zealand were just for the first time in that innings getting a bit of momentum. I thought following it, so you think, okay, they might be able to make two fifty if they. The, I think it was, was it 211 for five with four overs left? Um, and there was a, it was just starting to smash it around a bit. You thought, actually, at the, at the time it started raining, as you, you don't realise it's going to be off until the following day. I think that's a delay New Zealand could do without. So I thought yeah. the opposite at first. Absolutely. Maybe the conditions the following day were muggier, so the ball swung a bit more, but so be it. The, the, I mean, that whole situation for me was fantastic. And then switching my phone on when um, India are five for three, the only way I thought we could make it better um, was would have been if Doug was working on both innings overnight. Would you have got double pay for that, Doug? Do you reckon? Oh, yeah. Of course. 50 overs a day. On the double. <laughs> double bubble. On the double. I just know how much you like 50 over cricket and... Well, I would have loved that, mate, because, you know, what I really like doing is doing nothing. So there would have been a whole lot of doing nothing that day. And, and you I'm love money. Gone and stayed at my mates in Manchester and uh, gone for a beer and then gone back and made a load more money the following day. Perfect. For a half day. Fair one. Puts me back in my place. <laughs> it did rather. Um, what about New Zealand, though? What uh, about they... New Zealand, though? New Zealand are a funny team, aren't they? We spoke about them um, last week, Adam, and I said, you know, Guptill is seems to be suffering from not having a consistent opening partner that can score any runs. Williamson has looked well almost imperious. Well, you have an opening partner, mate, if you get bold first ball of the innings. Yeah, so I get that, but I think Guptill is like the J. You saw how Johnny Bairstow 
reacted when James Vince came in and it all went a bit wrong for England. Well, I think Guptill is in a similar position with the New Zealand openers. He's used to being the guy that just goes in and smashes it around, knowing that somebody is going to support him at the other end. And I think that, that potentially is a bit too much pressure on Guptill. And he is not, you know, he's just sort of out of nick and it's not helping. Well, actually, I mean, we obviously, obviously we talked about that last week, but actually his partner made you, what did he get? 20 or 30 28. odd. 28, thank you. Um, and Guptill also executed that run out. So his confidence will hopefully get a bit of a boost from that one. Well, I say hopefully. Um, but yeah, players like that, you know, could be just a couple of boundaries away from, you know, he's the sort of guy that could suddenly get 150 without you even well, batting an it, eyelid. It, it would be very Martin Guptill to catch fire at Lords, wouldn't it? And just put ball after ball after ball into the grandstand. It would. So, but you, I, I can't decide if Kane Williams is the greatest cricket that's ever lived or just very lucky. Well, I, I've you know, I'm not the first person to have I've worked this out, I'm not saying I have worked it out. But if team, if you were to bowl in a specific area at Kane Williamson and just plug that third man area, you would dry his runs up very, very quickly. You know, I was like Steve Smith. You bowl it two. You bowl at Steve Smith two balls in a row in exactly the same place, and he'll put he'll put you in two different areas because he'll shift across his stumps. And you know, as much as I hate his smarmy little lesbian face, um, <laughs> prisoner cell block H, prisoner cell block H face, um, <laughs> he is a, a superb cricketer, and he can put the ball pretty much wherever he wants it. What I see with Williamson is you can dry Williamson up pretty much if if you set your fields correctly and execute your plans. <clears throat> I don't think Williamson is as dangerous. You know, I'm not fussed if Williamson's at the crease scoring a hundred off of, you know, 130 balls. I think he's he's one of those players that you sort of watch bat and you you think what's all the fuss about, but you look at what he what he yeah. does and the, the games that he ends up winning. That run chase was it the South Africa game on that pig of a pitch at Edgbaston where you know they both sides struggled to get two thirty two forty and it it was. I didn't see most of the game, but I saw the end. And it, for bowler counts, it was a dreadful game to watch until the last sort of 10, 15 overs. And he guided his team home. Where I think, did he get 100 that day? When uh, nobody else got yeah. anything anything at all. It was a lovely um, knock, don't get me wrong. What are, you, what are you making of the pitches? It's very similar to the pitches in the Champions Trophy, isn't it? Do you not think? They're very un-English-like. So I've got a, I've got a theory about this. Like two two fifty odd is actually that that is what a fifty over score should be. I think we're so used now to three hundred three fifty, but six and over fifty overs is bloody good going, isn't it? And it's I think a lot of this talk about oh it's a slow pitch, hard to get the ball away. I just think it's a normal pitch that plays well for bat and ball. And if you play appropriately, you'll make a big score. England made a good score. England were looking like a 400 score on a pitch that Australia struggled to get up to 200 on. Yeah, I, I don't think it's, I don't think this is anything to do with the pitches, what we're seeing. I think this is suddenly the World Cup matters where every other one day international series doesn't. So where you've got no pressure at all, you could smash 400 every other game if you, 
if you've got, a, well, obviously, if you've got a wicket that lets you, I don't think, yes, some, some pitches haven't done, but a lot of them have. And we're just seeing sides batting when there's actually something riding on it. And it makes it harder. It makes, I, and, that, and it's, I think it's just more of a contest. I just like, you know, they, I've heard arguments for people saying, well, I want to see 340 plays 350. I don't care what the score is as long as it's, in the, as it's that even contest between bat and ball. Close games is what you want, whether it's 230 plays 230 or 370 plays 370. That surely, surely that's any game, any, any, t- any real cricket fan wants is, is that even contest. I think what I've seen is there's, there's a lot of, the, the fielding within the ring is incredible across the board. That saves a ton of runs. And I think because there's more on it, there's that, that 10% extra effort that the fielders are putting in to stop everything. That's saving a lot of runs. There was a graphic came up today that Glenn Maxwell had saved 35 runs in the, in the field. You know, he's, he's incredible. In the field. He is very, Just, very good. Um, so I think that's part, part of it. I think what, what, you, what you find is I don't... Batsmen come in and those middle overs... They're not playing the big shots unless it's Owen Morgan. So they're just nerdling it around. That's why there's not many wickets because there's not many risks taken. I, I'm not sure. I think the balance is about right with a white ball. I, I don't, as, a, as you know, don't really like 50 over cricket. But I think most games have been sort of, there's been a few sort of naff games. But most games have had something going on in the 40 to 50th over. Um. I think the bowlers could maybe be offered a little bit more. Like raise the seam on the ball a bit, just a tiny bit. See if you get a bit more, you know, movement. Bring play it. But then white, I, th- play I it think whites with a red ball. I think I think I think true. The bowlers, good bowlers, have gotten good amounts from the ball and the pitches. Average bowlers get carted. That's what happens. I'd, I'd like to see the stats of when all the wickets have fallen in the World Cup. I did see one. There was it was at the um, the Bangladeshi lad Musfiza. Mush, yeah. yeah, he he had taken all of his wickets, or he'd taken seventeen wickets in in the tournament, and I think the stat was that eleven of them or twelve of them had come in the forty eighth, forty ninth, or fiftieth over. <laughs> yeah. But that's just, I mean, that, I see what the point you're trying to make is people are heaving him and getting him out, but he's still deceiving them enough to. Yeah, absolutely. Problems with timing. Garbage time wickets. Yeah, but they're, no, they're, actually, they're the more crucial wickets at that time when, when you know, it, it's the difference between 250 and 300, isn't it? If you can pick up wickets in those last five overs when someone's on a charge. Yeah, it's you know, this, this Say about fifty over cricket. I'm much. I'm. I'm. I'm with you, Russ. I'm much happier whether it's like this. You know, if if a side gets three sixty, especially in a World Cup, the chances are it's not going to be a contest. How, what, seen... game was it, what game was it where somebody got three seventy? And I t- I put on the WhatsApp group really looking forward to Team B. You know, nudging and nerdling two hundred for eight. Wasn't lose, it Afghanistan? To lose wasn't by one hundred and fifty somebody... runs in fifty overs. You know, wasn't it somebody Afghanistan? It might have been. Yeah, in the India Afghanistan maybe. Maybe it was, but like no, that one was that England Pakistan series, like team scoring three sixty against three forty is it's not 
fun to watch. It's it, it's I mean it's empty calories, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like well, most of the most it's of like the eating time. A Chinese, it's brilliant at the time, but then you you just left <laughs> unfulfilled. It's yeah, like eating a Chinese. Because, because all, all I've done the... is watch Jason Roy batter sixes for the last hour. Yeah, but if all you see is sixes, it becomes predictable. Yeah, but that, yeah. but my point is that in in that circumstance, all you're doing technically is watching the ball get thrown back from the crowd. Yeah, most of your time is watching the ball get thrown back as opposed yeah. to people playing cricket. Yeah, going back to that Williamson innings against South Africa, that was one of the striking things. Like you see, yeah, a three sixty plays three forty game on a a fantastic pitch with no pressure in a meaningless series and the ball's being smashed everywhere, it loses its impact. But what Williamson did when nobody else could, when the, suddenly it looked like the run rate was getting away from them, he launched this enormous six into the holly stand. And you think, that's, that's worth yeah. 15 Jason Roy sixes at Trent Bridge yeah. against Pakistan. You know, it's... It's just it's being able to do that when the balance between bat and ball is is a bit different, which which is what's been good. I mean, all all being said, I would still rather watch fifteen Jason Roy sixes than the uh, the first day of the Durham Test match in the two thousand and fifteen Ashes series <laughs> when we were like twenty eight for none at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, we were so bored, we were clapping the leaves. <laughs> Like the whole section was like, "Go on, Cookie, good leave, son." <laughs> oh. I won't hear a bad word said against. No, no, we were. Yeah, yeah. Some of the most graceful leaves I've ever seen. I got. I got to say, <laughs> you mentioned Sack. He was tremendous on TMS today. He is very good value on the on the wireless. Must admit. In between, yeah, he's, uh, he's just a he's a pretty nice guy who's now totally relaxed. He's yeah. got nothing. Uh, was he's he's playing for Essex in a championship, and you know he could switch off. Can't he? He's not got the. Here, Adam? It's not as because I, 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 I don't remember us talking about him. Well, he could average a hundred this season. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't. He's I think he's got one or two centuries, but he's not done. He's not done badly. Have the wheels come off? But, that's that's the thing. Well, the thing is, Essex are winning, so it mm. it kind of isn't. <laughs> the focus isn't on him. He's not. Yeah, there's no, no, no one's worried about Africa it. Not picking Simon Harmer. Oh well, that's I no no earthly idea about that. I mean, he's yeah, he's probably turned his back on them anyway. Um, I don't know if there are. And what's the chance of Jamie Porter getting any kind of looks this summer? Well, there's a bit I of a queue. He will. <laughs> no, one I don't think favorite bat, one of my favorite bowlers of the last few years. Yeah, but you've got. I don't see how he gets... Well, we talked about a couple of pods ago. We talked about our Ashes team. I don't see how he gets near it unless we've got... Unless we have injuries. Um, as you know, as well as he's been bowling. Um, yeah, with where you've got Archer who hasn't played a test yet. You know, Wood. The night is long. The night is young for... Uh, sorry. Just get Stuart brought out of the team. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go back to talking about the World Cup? I think that's what we're let's, well, yeah, we, what, we haven't, what we haven't really done is talk, talked about the game today. England annihilating Australia. Um, I don't think you could do it in a more dominant way with with ball, which we 
Well, we lost the toss, and I thought that was that was it at that point. And then suddenly we're just all over them. Wokes, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna call him by M E. Um, he deserves to be called Chris Wokes today, and uh, Archer even more so at the other end with that pace. You know, it's fourteen for three. He's smashed Kerry in the chin with a bouncer. That was um, tremendous, wasn't it? It was. In fact, and to be fair to Kerry, he's shown some some ticker carrying on with with that while the blood's dripping through his 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 chin guard. They were saying on TMS he used to play um, AFL, so he's obviously got a bit about him. Yeah, if he, uh, if he used to play AFL, because you've got to be a crazy mad bastard to to set foot on a field doing that. Um, I must admit, I was. I was a little bit um, worried when Warner smashed that first ball of the innings through the covers, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit, here we go!" But then, but then it was an immaculate over from there. Yeah, and then the but, first ball of the next over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, even when we've restricted them to two hundred twenty-three, I'm still worried about the batting. Not that I don't think we've got the batsman. We've clearly got the batsmen as as they showed, but um, just the recent chases that we'd seen in some of the group games. But we didn't really need to worry, did we? No, and that that's incredible that we didn't. Um, there was plenty of talk on our WhatsApp about get through the first five overs and we'll have a chance. Um, <laughs> Dig you know. in, yeah. It's it's a it's a strange one because you look at the. Sri Lanka game in particular where we sort of let it drift and then we had too much to do and then just played silly shots at the wrong time. It didn't feel like we played that sensibly. The same with the previous Australia game. Um, but uh, maybe the the pitches probably weren't as good as today, which perhaps helped. But uh, if Roy, Roy and Bairstow play like that, uh, it, do, it doesn't matter how you approach it. The, yeah. The, so... I was working today. I was setting up um, cameras for a job I'm on. And um, so I didn't get to watch much of the Australia innings. But I only got to watch from about 20, it was about five overs into England's innings. And I was sort of in and out of it. And uh, the first over I saw... Bairstow looked sketchy and Jason Roy just looked like he was playing on some kind of AstroTurf pitch in a leisure centre. Who was I can't I can't remember who said it might have been on our WhatsApp group, it might have been another one. Um who said it was um Roy was it almost looked like he's putting you know, he's facing Stark. Stark's bowling at ninety five yeah, miles an hour yeah, today. I said, it looked like he was having to wait for the ninety yeah. miles an hour delivery to get to him. There, there couldn't be a man in, in better form than Jason Roy right now. No. I fucking love Jason Roy. That's and it's, it's only his partner's stupidity that meant he didn't get an unbeaten 150 can, today. Can we, can we talk about that a minute? Because yes. how fucking selfish is that from um, Johnny Bairstow? You are plum LBW on the back leg. You are, what were they, 140-ish for none yeah. at the time? You're not in danger. You've been it given out. You've that been you've, you've been given out. So just walk away. Now, if you'd middled it onto your pad, okay. 
but he must have known that hit him flush on the back leg and where he was stood. There was absolutely, it was 124 from them. There's no reason for him to be reviewing that. And that leads on to the, the wider thing is why people review LBWs a lot of the time anyway. Now, yes, they do get them wrong, but how many times do you see an LBW that's been given out overturned? How many times, well, the, the only, percentage-wise, do you see it missing? You quite often see umpires call, which would say oh. you your review, but, but that's not the point. I, the only thing you could possibly say to defend that was it was left arm over. So you could maybe suggest it yeah, might so, have pitched outside leg. No, that was the first thing and the only thing. Like, but it just wasn't. But then once you saw it again, it was like, Mate, that's ridiculous. It was well, fucking more. It was moronic. It really was, um, and and that cost just... Jason Roy. And and I did feel for him a little bit because Darmacine. He, I don't know what was going through his head, but did, did you watch that sort of situation play out? Because Darmacine was going to give a wide down the leg side, and Jason. I mean, what Jason Roy did was wrong, and he'll probably get a um, some kind of sanction from the ICC of his match fee. Oh, has he been fined already, is he? Because, like, Coley would do that and he wouldn't get wrong. Mm. Yeah. By the so way, he's already, I, love, he's already I, I love Jason Roy for reacting like that. Well, if you I think initially yeah. he forgot he didn't have a review. Yeah. Um, and then he, then he was, he was just, just incredulous at one of the worst decisions you ever see. It was a really bad decision. Um, I think the thing that threw it for Dharma Senior was the fact that it swung into the keeper's gloves. So there was a line deviation after it went behind him, and he probably didn't see it until it l- was swinging. He so looked, it looked he like looked there was confused a deviation. when he gave the decision. It was well, like because he, he was trying to give a wide at the same time. He was trying to give him out and give a wide. Was it, and or he mouthed something time. when he put, stuck his finger up. Mm. I mean, it, it, it may be for another time. The whole DRS thing, anyway. But it it bugs me how you know, the whole point of DRS we know is to is to get decisions right, yeah, to the, eliminate the howler, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that clearly wasn't what Bearstow was doing. I, I uh, don't... And it, want... it's there for that Jason Roy decision. That's why we have DRS. And... I don't like this whole review retained business because what it's doing is leading people to these tactical reviews. So that if you give it, if you have an LBW shout and you're, bowl, you're a bowling team and they don't give it, oh, we'll, we'll review it anyway which is leading to a delay in the game while they review it. Oh, it's umpire's call, but we keep the review so we can wait, we can do another review. We just keep doing this if it's umpire's call, you know. Yeah, but you don't know it's umpire's call. No, you don't. It's often a good chance. But it's a, gam- but it's a gamble, isn't it? And if you're not given out... It's, it's got a gamble to, be- to rely on an umpire's call because you're, you're looking at a half a ball's width. You know, are you confident enough to be able to go, mm, that's probably half a ball's width outside off stump. Let's give it a go. You know. Not in real time, they're not going to be able to do that. So, but I, just what... think, I, I think a lot of these players have a fundamental understanding of what LBW is. <laughs> Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, if it hits you on your back leg, halfway up middle stump, that's out. Don't review it. Yeah. The, the other thing is, I mean, it, it's. I'm sure there are stats on this and I'm sure it's all fine, but there's a part of me that thinks once a team's review's gone, there's a standard of umpiring affected by that knowledge. Like it does Darmacena knows, you know, or any umpire knows if uh, any that's umpired in the last seven or eight years, however long we've had this, that you can hide behind DRS a little bit. You know, if you make, if you make a shocking decision, it gets reviewed, it gets overturned. It's actually quite rare 
for what happened today to happen where you see such a blatantly terrible decision that actually gets upheld because the review's gone i just don't i just don't think you see that many terrible decisions that get categorically overturned yeah you're, you're probably right I, I don't know if you know like you say today was a bad bad decision but how many how many lbw how, like i say how many do you see that are overturned when the umpire is giving it out or not out accordingly that just stays with the on-field umpire because it's it's um, umpire's call. Well, I That's... think they tried to do DRS so the more decisions stay with the, the on-field umpire. If you remember back to the early days of Hawkeye, you only had to be shaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it was out. But now you've really, you've got to have a, almost two-thirds of the ball hitting a stump for it to be out. So... You know they're trying. They're trying to help the umpires out, and umpires are going to make mistakes. And I think without the mistakes, it'll be pretty boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and and that's where I think as a as a batting team, if you've been given out as a batter, you have to have hit it or be damn sure. Yeah, you have to know you hit it. Yeah, or be damn you to, sure. You have to be, this is this is the thing. It's being used tactically. It's not being used because somebody thinks, oh, I've had a shocker there. Oh, I know I've hit it, or I know I like like Rory, um, or I know that's going miles down le- leg side or whatever. Bearstow hasn't reviewed that because he's he's received a shocking decision. He's he's chanced his arm because he's an arrogant. He's, he's he's in. He wants to carry on batting. You know, that that's that's what pisses me off about it. It should be there for Jason Roy. I'm I'm going to say it. I don't like Johnny Bearstow. Yeah. Well, he's he's a fantastic cricketer and he, he come back after that sort of outburst at Michael Vaughan and whoever else in the press the other week and he scored two magnificent hundreds and, he, and he's a great player, don't get me wrong. But there's just something about him that if you were to compare him to somebody like Joss Butler or Ben Stokes who in a way are very similar cricketers in the way they play, I'd much, I'd much rather, I'd much rather have Bear, Butler or Stokes fighting in my corner or batting, batting for my life than I would Johnny Bairstow. Once and I'd he, much rather have a beer with them both too. He got told Johnny off Bairstow the, greets people with a headbutt rather than a handshake. Isn't he? he got told off during the Pakistan series. Um, there was a bloke moving next to the sight screen, and uh, he was picked up. Uh, heard say, "Yeah, you, you fucking prick, sit down like that." And the umpire pulled him and said, "Look, Johnny, you can't, can't do that. There's microphones, mate. There's microphones everywhere. You know, um, probably shouldn't have told you that, but I think, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, which I think tells you the kind of character that he might be. I think there might be a little bit of a, an entitlement thing there." Yeah, I just think there's a there's a there's an arrogance that comes across about him that I don't like that I don't get from your Jason Roy's and your... and it's not, it, you know and to give you another example he's not one of the guys that hangs around Joe Root Adil Rashid uh, the one and only David Willey in the Yorkshire Test stayed around and signed autographs for probably an hour after the game. Like we were finished de-rigging, they were still signing autographs. And I know that's the Yorkshire test. They play for Yorkshire, whatever. So does Bats, though. So does, yeah. yeah, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. So, yeah. 
that was interesting actually. Well, the Pakistan team obviously at the end of the series, they've got a new kit for the World Cup. They were just hoying their kit out of the dressing room and like all the Pakistani fans underneath, like causing a bit of a stampede <laughs> to get some some gloves. So those like gloves and pads and you know, no bats because that would have been dangerous, but um, yeah, like shirts, trousers, a lot, all just being hoyed out of the dressing room. <laughs> nice. As they pick up their new kit from the ICC. Yeah, well, some, some dude managed to get a pair of gloves. Uh, they, bats aren't part of the new kit that gets divvied out. That's the only reason. It's nothing to do with safety. Safety wouldn't have come into it. Yeah. Well, that's, but... that's an aggression, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, want... it's, it's interesting what you what you say about you know you see you watch players how they are when the cameras aren't on them and it tells it tells you a lot about yeah okay we can't yeah best i might have had something going on that night before we know but it 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 gives you a snapshot of what the the people are like be beyond what you see on the cricket field or on camera and without getting you into to any you know, I know you wouldn't even suggest it, Doug, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, go on, go on, because no, my, my food's just turned up. So sorry, <laughs> what I was going to say was that, you know, you you must come you must come across sports people from all sorts of sports worlds that some people are good and friendly oh, yeah, and yeah, nice yeah. and some people... I mean, every workplace though, isn't it? Yeah, every oh, that's true, got, that's true. You know, the office belter or, you know... Um, we've 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 spent plenty of time talking about the the ladies of Sky Sports. <laughs> um, yeah, there are some genuinely great people. Josh McNally being one of them. Um, you know that sort of can do the whole thing. And there are some people that get a sense of entitlement from it. And there are some people that just want to do it because it's their job. You know, it's uh, one of those things. Um, I genuinely think like Joe Root is. A, a nice guy and you know um but you gotta remember like these these lads you know they come back from the indian premier league and if you've never experienced cricket in india if you've never been like i did the t20 world cup over there it's insane it's the same as like premier league football probably even bigger isn't it yeah yeah. it's incredible like until you've seen it and experienced it you, you can't believe that people get that excited about cricket. Well, that's one thing Indian players say when they come over here is that they can, they can actually walk down the street or they can, they can go out for a meal with, without being just hounded by literally thousands of people. Yeah, I remember, I remember in the ICC Champions Trophy going, uh, doing the game at Edgebaston and um, seeing Shikha Dawan in... Um, Shikha Dawan. Yeah, Shikha Dawan. Pizza Express, just chowing down in Pizza Express. So no, is that is that no like, bothering him? He was just in there with his mates having a pizza, you know, like the Toulon team in Kafili or wherever it was. Oh yeah. So sorry, we've run out of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that uh... Nando's, mate, what do you mean you've run out of chicken? <laughs> yeah. What's left? Dirty rice. <laughs> And piri chips. Yeah, I'll be back in a minute. Um, yeah, Doug. Well, we we've regaled this on on Mallover previously, but but Doug was in field, film of the European Cup match in, I think it was in it must have been in Cardiff, 
um, or might have been Scarlets in near Swansea. And he went to uh, went to Nando's just after the the Toulon team had been in, and he was told that they had no chicken. <laughs> so what else have you got? Beef, oh, yeah, turkey, fucking Nando's, unbelievable. Um, so, but we're in the final, Adam. It's our home World Cup. They've been gearing, gearing, gearing around it for the last four years, and we're now at a World Cup final, one game away from achieving what they set out to do four years ago, just before, just after four years ago, I guess. It's been a weird ride. You've, we sh- by rights we should be in a final. If you go back to the start of the tournament, we were favourites. Our know, home final against New Zealand isn't wouldn't have been that surprising to start with. Um, but the two finalists have both had weird dips in form in the middle of the tournament, which may- maybe that's not the worst thing. Give you a bit of a kick up the backside. Well, you, you could argue that New Zealand have been fairly consistent, you know, in, in the scores and the games, what they've produced. They've they've had some mild ups, but they've not had the, the level of ups and downs that England have had. And I think, you know, obviously no. we discussed this last week where England, they suffered that dip in the middle. It was a surprise defeat to Sri Lanka. So if they hadn't lost to Sri Lanka, they would have been in, they would have cruised into the semifinals, wouldn't have had to have had to have beaten New Zealand and India to make it. Um, so yeah. they, they kind of, they, they had the dip and then they came back and found form at the right time. We touched on this last week, didn't we? That actually, yeah, maybe that's in a better spot than yeah, India or Australia, ironically, who haven't really been tested. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. You look at if you look at both semi-finals, you know, today could have gone either way at the start of play with the toss, whatever. It could have gone either way, and you know, you would you wouldn't have put a bet on it at the start to say right this team is definitely going to win you would be forgiven to have put a bet on india beating new zealand on the day um but you know it couldn't have worked out much better for england than to have new zealand at lords i don't think no you're right and that's what worries me <laughs> yeah absolutely i said it, i said at the top didn't i that you know it could be you know i don't think england will take new zealand lightly and i don't think that I don't think this this England team would take anybody lightly, really, because I think that they are they've got a pretty decent attitude amongst them um, as a collective. I I don't think that playing New Zealand is that much easier than it would have been playing against India at Lords in the final. It's hard it's hard to know, but. It's going to be a strange game, isn't it? Because you would have thought, I mean, we talked about the ticket situation a few minutes ago, but how many Indian fans would have bought tickets? How much corporate would have been spent by Indian billionaires expecting India to be in the World Cup final? You think it'll still be a packed house at Lords? It'll still be a full house, surely? Well, of course it will. But one, one thing about Lords is that it doesn't have the boisterous atmosphere of other grounds it never well, does in regardless of who's bought the tickets it just seems to be a thing like you don't you probably 
I think you're unlikely to hear crickets coming home sung to the extent that it was sung today. Yeah, but then with that in mind, do you not think for the good of the tournament? Like, I mean, you we discussed this again last week, the, the noise that the Indian fans made when England played India the other Sunday at Edgebaston. And you think, you know... Even that seems to be toned down at Lords. Like, you don't seem to yeah. get... But but that's my point. You think like the ICC would go, and, and I know it's decided well in advance. But you think it's got what's got the biggest capacity? Has Law's got the biggest capacity? I think I think so. If it doesn't, it wouldn't be far away. No, but you know, imagine how good an England India World Cup final would have been at Edgebaston. And I think oh, yeah, the, they're, they're, the it's never going to be taken it, away from Lords. I mean. Even, yeah, even if India wanted that and were leaning on the... I can't imagine that they would. It would just be politically... Well, yeah, it, yeah, imagine trying to make that move and saying we don't, don't want the final at Lords. Don't get me wrong. I adore Lords. And again, we had this discussion last week. And Lords, you know, the, this, the metaphorical home of cricket. But... It's always talked about like other visiting teams raise their game there like in the more in tests maybe yeah and and that's where i see lords lords is the home of test cricket i think i think one day cricket should be played at a place where they could get the best atmosphere and i often i often i've I've sat at lords and i've thought this is an amazing place and i absolutely love it but it's a little bit stuffy and yes granted it was a test match but you go to a test match at the Oval or Edgebaston or Old Trafford, and the atmosphere is just so much so different. It's electric. Yeah, yeah. It's no coincidence that Lords has never held the the twenty twenty finals day. Which yeah, seems which seems to be Edgebaston every year now, which seems just seems about it's the right venue, isn't it? Well, it is the right venue because it's it's equidistant for most between counties. London and Norwich. <laughs> yeah, it's it's in the middle for most. Build a cricket stadium in Linton, oh, near the Travel Tavern, um, and it's just yeah, it's just I love I love Edgebaston. I think yeah, I get I... it's got a lot going for it. Cricket's changing though, isn't it? At the risk of uh, diverging into something that might be a bit depressing or negative, but. Cricket as we know it is just becoming something else. I, I mean, I can't imagine. I'm not sure when we'll next host the World Cup, but having a final at Lords in the same way doesn't seem feasible. There might not, by the time it's our turn again, there might not be a 50 over World Cup. Um, <laughs> you've, got, you've got fingers crossed. <laughs> this, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it up. I'm not sure if we've done this on this podcast. The hundred. Rod off. I mean, if oh, I don't even know if I've got it. Uh, if I've either, I, I don't want to talk about it, mate. Frankly, uh, can I? Can I tell you something that happened to me the other day? <laughs> I got offered. Uh, can I talk about me? Three three days work in La Manga in Spain, filming T Ten club cricket. Well, they had that. They had that. Um... T10 thing in Abu Dhabi. Was it in Abu Dhabi that they did it? Right. They actually had a tournament. At least, at least that's not messing with the six ball over. Am I, am I irrational? This is my thing. 
Like, no, I totally. It's the six ball over. Fine, you've 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 had some weird stuff going on in Australia before the 1970s with eight balls, but that's it's like the dynamic of cricket. A bowler is used to the rhythm of a six ball over. Batsmen are used to that rotating the strike. There's a certain familiarity of that. That is cricket. If you take away the six ball over, it is no longer cricket. Well, it's going to encourage women and children. Adam. Oh, bullshit! <laughs> when you think of the children, Adam. For the love of God, think of the children. <laughs> or those those kids who don't have the attention span for 120 balls, but can manage 100. Or yeah. they don't have the math skills to deal with it. But like run rates, strike rates, everything is it's all based around statistics. Damn lies. I don't even have a problem with T10 because it's probably 10 six ball overs. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a nonsense, Adam. I'll tell you what, ECB, with your 100, I've got 104 friends. <laughs> Although if they do want to employ me to work upon it, I am available. <laughs> Such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hate funny around with cricket, love money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be I'm going to turn into like you know how beefy and Michael Holding just said right T20 they're not going to watch it they're not going to have anything to do with it I'm going to be like that that's what, I'm going to refuse to watch well, it or have or give any anything towards a hundred and then and but there'll be clips on social media of some amazing shot or and like no I'm I'm just going to ignore it and I won't. I won't know what's going on, but that's that's going to be all they'll be. Well, because essentially you're just angry at twenty less balls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Spice Girls concert. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, that, that's the ludicrousness of it. Ludicrousness. That's a ludicrous word. Um, it's a hundred less. It's twenty less balls. Forty less balls. Well, forty less balls. So what are we talking? We're talking half an hour shorter, if that. Yeah, ten well, 50, probably twenty minutes, an innings less. And do, you, do you think this is going to be something that genuine question is this just going to fade into a farcical mess and be forgotten about after two years, or will this actually take off? No, it isn't going anywhere. I really hope you're right. I think. But, the, by the I way, think... I don't have any issue with the franchise thing. Before well, you, before you come at me and say I six, where as in it's not going anywhere, we're stuck with it. No, I think I think it it might run for a couple of years or a couple of tournaments, and then they'll realise it's an absolute waste of fucking time, and they'll drop it. Well, and they'll merge it into oh, a T twenty franchise system. Well, that, sure that's what it's, that's what should happen. Yeah, but that's not going to happen because of the counties. Well, yeah, but it is. It's happening in this way. So it could it could have happened. Under I just the think, same I just T20 think laws. I just think it'll evolve from a hundred into a T twenty franchise tournament. It was a way to get it through the door, and then and then it'll you know then it will change because it'll still be the T twenty blast at the same time. I yeah, just, that'll be shit because nobody will be playing in that, yeah. and there'll be no fifty over county competition. It'll just be another coffin dodger county county game that nobody goes to, which which isn't true. You look at some of the crowds at four-day cricket. 
just just saying it's not as oh, sparsely attended as people thrill like me, to think. Me, thrill me with the three hundred that attended Durham against whoever. No, but that's that's I don't know I don't know about Division Two, um, but that's that's not true anymore. People are people are actually turning up. It, it, it Taunton, they've had regularly over two thousand people watching most of their four day games. Yeah, same, right. same with same with Essex. Um, but before we Good go on to camp, before we go on to county cricket, I just want to say that I think it's absolutely superb that Sky and Channel Four will be broadcasting the World Cup final on Sunday as well. So it will be on free to air for everybody. Mm. Accessible. Sport. That shows you how tilted towards India it is that they didn't even consider the fact that the British Grand Prix and Wimbledon are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. So the, And ironically, the British Grand Prix is the only Grand Prix that Channel 4 had the rights to all, to show all year. And then they're suddenly being given this. So they're bumping the cricket to more 4 while the Grand Prix's on. No matter. Um, yeah, it will get a bigger audience, as it should. But if you're yeah. Is is one game going to change the world? No, but I think I'd also I think uh, just having it on free to air is good. Uh, I agree. agree. Boys, the hurry up because Love Island's on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did this last week to Adam. Um, county cricket, very quickly. Somerset win again. Essex top win of the again. league. Top second in the league. I but now it's we were top of the league for a couple of hours. Why can't? Um... So it is a two-horse race now with Hampshire. Ham- Hampshire didn't win, which they really should have done. Yeah, Jeetan Patel putting in an absolute shift. Um, but yeah, intra- it's going to be. It's going to come down to how many games are there? Fourteen games, is it in the uh, yeah. in the county Four championship? Five, five so left, I think. Five left and fifteen points in it still. So an incredible amount of wins in a season already for for Essex. Yeah, Somerset have won seven out of nine. And Nottinghamshire well, have won nor, that's nor, not been a, some some sort of record, hasn't it? Seven of nine. Yeah. Oh, the well, Essex is, two sorry, years ago were invincible, and it is the most angry-looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if you can see that. No, because your camera's pointing no. at you. Oh, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> call me fat while you're scoffing down a curry. Um, <laughs> The irony is Stuart Broad's played the lion's share of Nottinghamshire's games this season and, uh, and they're zero from nine. Brilliant. Have did, you, nice did you know that the final game of the season is Somerset versus Essex? Is it? it is. Oh, well, that's got to be on Sky, hasn't it? You well, hope. No, it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll be Yorkshire versus Surrey for, a, uh, <laughs> for the Jeff Boycott fucking medal or something. <laughs> Sorry, could go down by the way. It's a real championship. Yeah, that's what their their members will be saying. This is a real championship. These are the two most important counties, regardless of where they sit in the league. We will play each other last game of the season and it will be televised. Fucking, oh God, they're such pompous pricks. Anyway, I just um, think two two non test playing counties are battling it out for the title is fantastic. Of course it is. Just imagine if Surrey got relegated. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Oh. Yeah, it, it really, really would. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've done that one already. Um, do, do you want to go and watch Love Island? Yes. yes. 
on that note, we'll uh, we'll knock it on the head then. But uh, it's been a pleasure, and that's our what's that? Is that our fourth podcast now in yeah. quick succession? Third this this third this How summer. How quickly maybe? we've forgotten all over and long snapper. Fuck them, whoever does yeah. them. Bricks. Old news, mate. Old news. Chip paper. <laughs> Off season in those two things, whatever they are. We need to plan a uh, a winter trip to South Africa. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Doing the testing. When are England next? This this winter, isn't it? Coming up. Anyway. Could we coincide it? When's the Lions? Uh, two years. No. Two years? Yeah, it will be two years. Next it's year, isn't it? No, it's World Cup cycle. It'll be two yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you know that I have my honeymoon in South Africa in 2009-10 and caught a couple of days of the Newlands test? Very nice. Was that the Graham Onions batting test? Uh, yes, it was. It was. Was that yeah. the test? Was that the test? Or it was definitely the series, wasn't it? Where yeah, you did it twice. Bat- onions batted for God knows how long. Yeah, we we did we. I think we saved two games in that series with one wicket remaining, and what? Yeah, one of those was the Cape Town test. What a guy the bunny is! Oh, he should have played more. He was unlucky. Yeah. Glass back. Yes. Also. Poorly utilised nicknaming should have been known as Bunions. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Right. Anyway, let's go. It's time for Love Island. Uh, we'll, we'll be back soon, I guess, Adam. Yes. Let's let's get together after the final. We'll have let's. something to say, I imagine. Yeah. Go well. Go well. Oh.